going to love it. And and they're going to be like, wow, I'm, I'm glad we listened to Anime Summit because they know what's up. You know what I mean? And so, that being said, shut up. That's all my argument. That's all I got. I don't have anything else. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Podcast. It's your favorite host of the most, Sam the Bomb. And of course with me every week is Danicles. Hello. And Nick Cephala. You shall be my speed. That's a weird... That was a weird one. I don't know speed? if I like... That's what he says every episode. I know. Not every episode. He doesn't say it every episode. Fine, sometimes Look. twice. Uh, if you didn't realize, I gave Nick and Danny Greek-ish names, Macedonian names, because today we're talking about one of the coolest anime ever, Reign the Conqueror. Danny and Nick don't agree. I don't give a fuck what they think. How about that? Fuck you guys. All right? You guys just watched the wrong show. That's what you did. You probably just watched it wrong, is what happened, because this show (laughs) is dope, okay? So we're going to review it. Continuing on our little Peter Chung train, everybody Peter Chung tonight, shut up. We're okay. d- we're watching Rugrats next, okay? What? Yeah, fine. Okay. Um. <laughs> Rugrats, okay. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon wants want, Nickelodeon wants to watch a Nickelodeon show. That makes a lot of sense. Did you do a whole solo cast series of Nick just reviewing old Nickelodeon shows? Hell yeah! And the opening theme is just the Nick, uh, the TV. Like uh, jingle, nick 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 nick. Anyways, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, dude. So we last time we watched Aeon Flux, which was like you know an American animated show. This one's actually a Japanese animated show, but both are based on original character um, art and designs of Peter Chung. So. Peter Chung is awesome. He's a cool artist. He's a great artist. Um, he hasn't done much in TV or in animation in a while, um, but he continues to teach master classes at uh, online and in colleges and stuff. So he's awesome. So, anyways, let's just jump right in, okay? Links dot dot net, okay? That's where you can go and follow and listen and subscribe to the YouTube. Shout out to our YouTube because we have somehow reached eighteen hundred subscribers. Which is crazy because for the last four weeks I didn't upload anything. And this past weekend I finally got caught up and dropped like four or five episodes at once, including the latest one. So, um, again, I apologize for being so behind on that and got it all figured out. So it's all there right now. We'll stay on track. So check that out, okay? Also, check this out. And also, I want to mention, too, uh, my favorite link on links.animesummit.net is the Discord link. Join the Discord because we do a bunch of fun stuff in there. Manga club, partying, yelling at each other. Uh, Nick now posts a weekly emoji. Guess the anime emoji game, which is super fucking anime fun. Anime emoji quiz. I'm going to copy anime music quiz. But it's, like, more fun because we don't have to worry about one person knowing random things like insert songs. Kai. Yeah. And so I'm going to do an insert emoji. <laughs> insert emoji. Um but then also um 
uh, patreon.com slash anime summit become a patron today you get exclusive things you get episodes of anime summit and anime plummet early um anime summit sometimes but most of the time you'll get plummet early which is really cool some patron exclusive podcasts like solo cast things like that really fun okay and uh question of the week knock all right this is more of a uh <laughs> i don't even know what this is this is a beef <laughs> not a question did you grab my ass suck it snowman <laughs> that's from king <laughs> <laughs> We've really given up, haven't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair, um, if you haven't seen um, that Saturday Night Live uh, movie, Night at the Roxbury, that's where that's from. People just say that all the time. The the did you did you grab my ass? But is from did you grab my Night ass? at the Roxbury. So we we try to discourage this kind of trolling in these in our Google forums and stuff like that. But this beef between King and Snowman, which I don't remember <laughs> where it started on our question form, our Google form, was kind of funny. So uh, that's the question of the week. Uh, no, we did not. <laughs> you know, I'm sure if we, you were around, and I asked if you it was okay between you and your wife, if I did, I would probably grab it. Yes, but no. That was probably Danny. Moving on. <laughs> Waifu and his bando. Wow. Waifu and his bando, Danny. Um, what do you got? Okay. Uh, Waifu is Cassandra, and then husbando is Alexander the Great. Okay. And here's why. Okay. <laughs> More like there's Alexander not a lot of, the Pretty Good. There's not. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Pretty Good. The reason why is because there's not a lot of um, women characters in the, the show. Um, and there's the fighter chick, right? Cassandra, yeah. So, like, oh, that's you, her. See her, you see her the most, and that's why I picked her. Um, Alexander's mom, Olympias, you see her, like, oh, for God. a little bit in the beginning <laughs> the most. She's evil. But yeah, she's you can tell because like, of all the snakes. <laughs> she's got she's she's got too much going on with the snake orgies. So I just was like, eh, you know. So I don't know. Cassandra's really cool. So and she's also the daughter of, uh, you know, I forget his name already. One of the fucking oh god, uh, I'm so bad on these connections. If you're talking about Aristotle, Arist- did, did all of these people live in the same time period or not? Aristotle is Cassandra's uncle. I should know this. Not- Oh, no, not daughter, uncle. Yeah. Did these people yeah. live in the same time period? I feel like they pulled yeah. them from different times. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. Well, God, don't quote us on that. Don't quote us on that. But uh, so here's, here's. <laughs> speaking of which, let's just get into it, right? Let's let's get into it. Um, but yeah, no, Aristotle did really did tutor Alexander the Great. So, um, let's let me just uh, dive right in here and give you the the the, the basic background info. Then we'll get into some initial thoughts. We'll go in order operations here, and we'll be good to go. So, this is from 1999, Rain the Conqueror. Okay. Studio Madhouse, in the middle of the street. Uh, Madhouse. In the middle of the... <laughs> and directed and co-directed by Yoshi... So, this is co-directed uh, by Yoshinori Kanemori and uh, Rintaro. Okay, uh, I was looking this up yesterday, and uh, Yoshinori Kanemori, uh, 
hasn't done too much directing. I think, like, if you look at his uh, his resume, right, it's, it's it's a lot of stuff that he did direct, like, in the 90s and the early 2000s. Um, but later, it just seems like he's, like, con- if you look at his later stuff, he's, like, really content with uh, just doing key animation, you know. And he did key animation on One Punch Man, No Game, No Life, and uh, The God of High School. Pretty cool. Um, but he was... Uh, did a lot of key animation in Chihaya Fina and uh, it's Chihaya Furu, sorry. And he was a chief animation director for episode seven of Chihaya Fina. So pretty cool. And then um, Rintaro, uh, which I can't find. He's not on Mal. It's not listed on Mal because Mal sucks. Oh, he's on there. He's the first one. No, he's not. I'm looking right at him. <laughs> I'm looking right. Rintaro, he's the first guy. Oh, it's right there. Second one. Oh, he's also a producer. Um, he does a lot of boarding, so which is really cool. He was also a director of Lupin uh, Eight, Metropolis, Metropolis, um, bunch of stuff from the seven. There's a couple things from the seventies here. Oh, he did. These guys uh, have been around. Neo Tokyo. I watched that one. Neo Tokyo. I don't remember that one. Do I? I don't remember. I should watch it. Oh, dude, um, he did Moomin. <laughs> Moomin, dude. Um, and then he also storyboarded the OP for Tenjo Tenge, which is one of my fi- most favorite OPs. I love it. It's super cool. Um, but anyways, uh, then animation director is Yuzu Sato, art director by Minoru Nishida, based on the original character design and art by Peter Chung. Based on the light novel, Alexander Senki, Adukusanda Senki, uh, Alexander War Chronicle, or the Chronicles of Alexander the Great. Um, in Europe, the so in Japan, the show is just called Alexander uh, Alexander Sankey. In Europe, it was just called Alexander the Great. Here in America, it was called Reign the Conqueror. I have no idea why. I could not find that answer. It just was. Um, here is the synops. The synopsis <clears throat> in 356 BC, so before Chutney, Alexander the Great arrives in Greece with the ominous destiny that he will become the destroyer of the world, the devil king. Inheriting the crown, he becomes king of the Macedonians and starts down a road to conquest, a road of conquest with terrific speed. Alexander ultimately confronts his fated nemesis, Darius III, in a war with Persia, uh, continuing on the path to destroying the world. It is prophesized that he is the devil king and will destroy the world. So... This is 13 episodes, by the way. I forgot to say that. I forgot to put that on there, but it's 13 episodes. Initial thoughts, Danny and Nick. What do you think? Yeah, it was okay. But Danny, you go first. Um, I mean, for Eon Flux, I wasn't there because it just wasn't my jam. Um, again, I, I, this isn't my kind of show. This is the opposite of a Danny show. <laughs> It's it's this okay, is so, so far guys, from a Danny show. <laughs> so both of you guys are wrong, and I'll do the rest of the podcast by myself. All right. So you guys just this is look get off. I, I'm get away. retroactively. I think I, I guess gave my job's done here. Yeah, I now. gave uh, I gave <laughs> I gave Ian Flux like a seven. I'm putting that one down to like a five or a six because I'm thinking Dude. about it. I didn't actually enjoy it that much. I don't care that if they got like cool so good. cool philosophy and shit. You are such 
I don't give a you fuck a about fucker. philosophy. Okay, give me fuck bread and circuses. You. Bread and circuses. Turn off my brain. Putting on a Disney movie. Okay. Putting on a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading the uh, IMDb reviews. One of them is from. They're all from like early two thousands. One of them's like. Finally, friendly advice to self-proclaimed literal things are only as they are. I watch movie just to relax and not use my brain, people. Respect your well-known limits and rent something straightforward. A Disney movie, maybe. For a relaxing evening of brain vacation. You deserve it. <laughs> oh, God. man. 2004. Good job, Bill Chui. Chiu? All right. But, yeah. Come on, dude. Uh, you know, I-, I appreciate the art style. It's, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> The art style is cool. Actually, the voice acting was good. They had uh, the guy who played Jet from uh, Cowboy Bebop in there <laughs> and everybody else. Honestly, I think the voice acting in these shows is usually better than uh, modern voice acting. Wait, did you watch the dub or the I song? watched the dub because, yeah, you link, there's a YouTube playlist of it. Okay, so we all watched the dub, with I think. Yeah. Media Factory. I think Media Factory is the dub. There was, there were some issues with the dub, but we'll come back to that later. But, yeah. Or, like, um, translations or something. I'm just saying the performances. No, 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 no. The no, performances were great. I agree with you. Yeah, the dub um, was, was decent. The yeah. style was kind of cool. They did do the thing where they kind of skipped around with the action, where they kind of like cut to like them slicing somebody. They didn't actually animate it fully mm-hmm. some of the time, which not that big of a deal. But you'd like to see it in this kind of fighting show. Uh, but yeah, like you know, it's just like it's one of those shows that's uh, it's it has like. It's kind of like a it's it's like a, it's like a Diet Coke discount Mr. Pib Legend of the Galactic Heroes. <laughs> oh man. We have Legend of the Galactic Heroes at home. <laughs> Dude. You know what Legend of the Galactic Heroes sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is like dude, if you want if you want a show with like Stoic, principled, philosophical characters fighting battles. Just go watch Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Don't watch this. No, I'm Legend sorry. of the Galactic Heroes sucks. This is way better. <laughs> You're Legend of the Galactic. Because all this is Alexander saying, "I I need speed. I need speed," which is kind of cool, actually. I kind of like that line. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they go into battle, and you know, they oh, they, this show does the thing like uh, Gankutsuo, where they they add in like futuristic technologies into like a past setting. Which is kind of cool. I like that, but but they they do that. Um, so yeah, it's Alexander the Great. He's just conquering. He's trying to conquer the world, right? He's doing his thing. But yeah, that that's what it is. It's Alexander. He's very stoic. He has like almost no emotion. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of philosophers around him. There's Aristotle, Diogenes. I can't pronounce that. Uh, Diogenes. 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 What the fuck did I say? Diogenes. Who they made into like this little teensy tiny, teeny tiny like dude. <laughs> <laughs> like acted like a dog, um, mm. but yeah, you know it, it. It was it was like crazy shit. It's like Eon, it's basically is Eon Flux, but with like a historical bend to it. It's almost the same thing. So wait, Daniel, you finished? You were right with your initial thoughts or no? Uh, I the last thing I could probably say is, um, I guess, in the early two thousands when you know Adult Swim was really popular, and that's kind of where majority of us uh consumed our anime and stuff and this would come on late at night and yes um i mean i back then i thought it was pretty cool but it didn't really 
grab me too much. I th I did think it was a little strange. Maybe a little too strange for me to watch. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's definitely better than Eon Flux, at, at least for for me like i i managed to get through the whole show mm -hmm. um but i personally i think i think i would much rather have i um i guess more of a traditional more a little bit more faithful to uh like history show of Exa alexander the great than like this very futuristic uh them wearing thongs kind of <laughs> deal so didn't they wear similar stuff back back in the day i forgot that danny's kind of a history nerd she's like she's <laughs> watching them documentaries didn't they just walk around naked um i mean no like they they wore i mean at, at war they they had armor uh the stuff that alexander was wearing um, barely covered. Number one, he didn't even wear a helmet. He doesn't have any padding on his legs. Yeah, well, um, he has the he has the he has the hot chick armor. Except he's a dude. Literally, <laughs> like like uh, yeah, the, uh, it's like D and D you know armor. You are absolutely right. Yeah. Like in video games, you know, there's video the game hot armor. chick, and that's <laughs> yeah. her armor. Like that is going she to got like her boobies buff bouncing her. around. He's got it. He's got his boobies. <laughs> his belly button so, bouncing around. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I really kind, I really appreciated the overall, I guess, outfits for the characters. Um, I think it was just, in my opinion, it was just over-sexualizing the characters and all that, so... Oh come on! I don't think that. I'm sorry. I, I disagree with that complaint, but but <laughs> my care. my main complaint above everything is that the characters were just not likable, really. Any of them. Yeah. And it, it just it you know it felt it felt too like up in the air, like too up its own ass, you know, a little bit. But mm -hmm. I don't okay, know. here's here's sorry, here's, here's, here's the okay, show so sucks. So before we get into the further discussion about, I mean, at um, least the Flux had like two main characters, and you got to know them. You know, this one is like ensemble, and they all suck. So okay, so you. here's 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 my initial <laughs> thoughts before we get into like the the production info and stuff like that. Here's my, and then we can get into deeper deeper thoughts of this when we get into the story and spoilers and stuff. But but let, let me let me let me break it down for you really quick. So both of you are wrong. You don't know shit about fuck. And second of all. Second of all, um, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. Fuck you, I'm out of here. That's what I'm doing. It's trying to do because, rule of cool, but none of the characters are really that cool. Because it was cool, dude. Okay, like they look kind of cool. So, so I, I I will say this. I will say this. Um, I, and this is something I should have prefaced before we before we really started, before I asked you guys to give your initial thoughts, is this is based on a light novel by a Japanese guy, Hiroshi Aramada. Okay, so, like, it's, it's, it, it recounts in a, a heavily fictionalized, in a heavily fictionalized version recount of Alexander the Great's life. That being said, if you, if you read what we do know about Alexander the Great and Aristotle and, 
you know, all of them, King Philip and they were around Ptolemy at and, similar times. <laughs> I and looked Ptolemy it up and all that. <laughs> yeah, no, of course they were because this is a, <laughs> for some reason I thought they plucked him out of different time periods. No, no, <laughs> because this is a this is a recount of Alexander's short short life. Okay, his career as you know uh, a king, prince, and a king, whatever. Okay, so the the what we do have right. Um, as it gets passed down from historian to historian to historian, okay, Ptolemy being, and this is the only piece of real history I'm going to give you, and then there, I'm going back to Reign the Conqueror, okay? Ptolemy, who was Alexander the Great's successor after he died, was a big historian. He was he wanted to preserve as much as he could from what he experienced and what he knew of Alexander and pass it down and pass it down and make sure it was passed down. Um, from what I understand, he didn't do that great of a job of passing everything down. Okay, so that being said, we have these fictionalized accounts of something like this that was so long ago. Okay, the, again, just to remind uh, you, uh, Wingus and Dingus, this took place in 356 before Chutney, before Chacho. Okay, BC. You know what BC is? Before Chimichangas. Okay. You know how long the chimichanga's been around? Up your ass, okay? <laughs> that being said, I'm talking about Rain the Conqueror right now, this is one of the most unique pieces of art. I love it so much. Peter Chung is awesome, okay? Number one. Number two, it is kind of weird. I understand because it was an international anime. It was based in Japan, but, like, a lot of Korean animators did a lot of the work. So maybe we're not seeing a lot of the things we like about Japanese-style animation come through as much. But, like, as a unique work, it was just like, you know, you had, you had you know, American animator Peter Chung. You had Kanemori co-directed. You had um, Yoshi, uh, Yoshinori Kaneda, you know, one of the, the legends in key animation, doing a lot of uh, cuts and boarding as well. And, like... I just like, and a lot of, and you had a lot of uh, amazing Korean producers and animators as well. Um, and I just like, I don't know, man. To me, it's just such a unique piece. Like, I, I first experienced this uh, on Adult Swim, too, right? And on, if you listen to our Aeon Flux episode, that was one of the things I said. It was like, I, I vaguely remember watching this on MTV as a kid at Mario's house, but I don't remember that much of it. So uh, when we got. When they approached, when Adult Swim Cartoon Network approached Peter Chung in 2004, and they were like, We're going to put this on, dude, this is cool. We're going to market it as Aeon Flux from the creator of Aeon Flux kind of thing. You know, that's how we'll get, that's how we'll bring this over to America. And people will like it. This is my experience, like, first truly experiencing Peter Chung's, like, style and uniqueness, right? So for me, it was really cool, okay? When I rewatched it as an adult later, I still thought it was fucking cool. Now, story-wise and like maybe character-wise... Because it's, it's nostalgic for you. No, nah, I don't think it's purely nostalgic. Because even watching it just now, I was like, nah, this is still cool. Because secretly, like, Sam, you're a, you're sorry, a Gen Xer. Me, Sam, so. Sam's a secret Gen X. <laughs> I don't, and, I don't, I, and I'm not, I'm not really that this mad about it. This is a Gen it, X show, I swear. <laughs> I'm not really that mad about it. I'm not this that feel, mad This guys. feels like an early 90s anime, even though it was late no, 90s. Like, like in all seriousness, well, I mean, it was it came out in '99. I know, but so it feels like, like early '90s. <laughs> the early '90s. That was decades no, like, earlier. 
I'm joking. I'm not that actually mad at that. I'm mad about it. But, like, you guys also suck a little bit. Like, it's just, like, it's such a unique piece of art to me. I don't know. I think, I think. No, uh, I, I get it. I think it's very understandable, though, that not a lot of people would enjoy it. And I'm too much of a I, millennial, you know? I will say this, too. There is a movie version that shortens everything and recuts it. Um, and it's 90 minutes. Um, but it only covers the first 10 episodes in a very, like, was so I I was reading some complaints about the last three episodes, kind of kind of jumbling shit shit up and like fucking it up, because weren't the ten, first ten episodes were like that was the main arc, wasn't it? Yeah the the tenth episode is when he defeats King Dar. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm gonna beep that. The first ten episodes is like it's, the main. It's history. <laughs> it's not even a spoiler. Well, I don't want to spoil the show. But like the the, the first show is a historical like, show, even though it takes great liberties. <laughs> I mean, they do say it right at the beginning that he's going to destroy the world or whatever, right? But like, yeah, no, the first just 10 fucking episodes... look it up on Wikipedia. Like it happened already. <laughs> no, I know. Okay, shut up, Nick. I'm, I'm, we're talking about we're not talking about history. We're talking about the show. Like the first ten episodes is like his conquest of like all the countries and shit. So like, yeah, yeah, and then it it le- it basically leaves out the destruction of the world part, which is the last three episodes. Which is the movie. And, like, yeah, we could have just watched that, I guess. But I didn't want to. I wanted you guys to experience uh, the full story with me. How I remember liking it. And so, like... um, And also because... Another reason, too, is, is also because, like... I don't see a lot of podcasts talking about Aeon Flux and Reign the Conqueror. And I want us to be, like, one of the first podcasts that tells people how unique it is. I and I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I knew you guys weren't gonna like it. So like, but the point is, is now that you've experienced it, and that's like what's important. Because I feel like, I feel like a lot of people after they're gonna listen, they're gonna listen to this podcast. They're not gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be like, okay, well, Nick and Danny says it sucks, so I'm not gonna watch it, right? But but two out of ten of our listeners are two out of ten are gonna be like. Man, Sam is really fucking cool. She watches the same kind of porn as I do. I'm gonna watch this, and they're gonna love it. And and they're gonna be like, "Wow, I'm I'm glad we listen to Anime Summit because they know what's up." You know what I mean? And so that being said, shut up. That's all my argument. That's all I got. I don't have anything else. I don't have anything. I'm not gonna fucking like. I'm not gonna fucking rag on you guys for not liking it. <laughs> like, yeah, like of course not. It's a but historical like, uh, uh, oddity. It's it's uh, yeah. It's kind of neat, but I mean, you never hear people talk about this show. You barely hear people talk about Eon Flux, to be honest. Um, that one was actually more interesting because it was like really out there. But okay, that one I will give you that. Eon Flux is way more interesting. But it was and, probably about the same level of enjoyment. Like I don't enjoy this style of storytelling, where it's all where it's it's just all uh, like eye catches, and it's it's just like overwhelming amount of uh, concepts. But the presentation is just like it doesn't really help that, and there's too many characters, and they don't they don't linger on what they're talking about enough, you know. Okay. Like, so this show getting, should have been twice as long. Now we're getting into production. You're So you're saying it should have been longer. 
Yeah, because like I didn't care enough about the characters, you know. Mm, we need to get. Mm. We, well, what, I, what I'm saying is, we need Junichi Sato to remake this. Oh God, <laughs> Junichi. That's the. <laughs> I want to see him go to the mall. Okay. I want to see him go to the mall. You want them? You want Bill and Ted to come in and be like, "Hey, man, let's go to the mall." Yeah. <laughs> so crates. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Socrates. Yeah, so great. What's up, man? No, like no, I get it. I get it. Um I So like uh it was written by Sadayuki Murai and directed by Kanamori Nintaro. Most of the production work was handled by Korean animators. Um the attempted American distribution uh was under the direction of veteran voice director Jack Fletcher, but then it was picked up by Tokyo Pop for its 2003-2004 releases, Reign the Conqueror, on Adult Swim. And so another dub was created. Um, so, like, the voices change in the dub, if you're watching the dub. The voices change um, uh, a few times. Um, and some of the... A lot of the voice actors went under pseudonyms for the second... The second, like, wave of voice actors... Um, they went under pseudonyms or not pen names, but voice names, right? They didn't use their real names. I'm not sure why that was. They didn't say, I couldn't find out why. Um, the only person who like returned were the people who played Clytus and Hephaestion. Um, and then he still went under a pseudoname. Um, but Alexander's voice originally I thought was better. And also um, Aristotle was actually Trevor Goodchild's voice um, and, Aeon, and Aeon Flux, so I was kind of excited to hear him. But <clears throat> also Tara Strong was Roxanne originally, which is awesome because Tara Strong is awesome. Uh, Tara Strong, if you're listening to this, I love you. I want you to marry me. Please join our comments on our podcast. Okay, thank you. That being said, uh, yeah, no, like uh, I I can agree with that. I'm, I I was gonna originally say maybe it could have been shorter. Maybe the movie's better, right? Because the movie's oh, maybe, a solid ninety maybe. minutes, um, and yeah, maybe that's all that matters. You, yeah, like, you probably could have made it a movie too. It, it it needed to it needed to be more focused, either more focused or longer. <laughs> yeah, that I can agree with because there were some middle episodes that were like, okay, I don't really. We don't really need this part. It kind of just it doesn't do anything. Like it doesn't build anything. And it's funny. Um, like everywhere I look, the 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 scores are like really low. On my anime man. list, it's like a five point something. On Annie or on Anime News Network, the largest bar is the bottom one, the red bar. <laughs> God, come on. And then uh, not... Annie list, it's pretty low. That is what I'm trying to like fight against. It's like it's not you guys. You don't need to poop on me. Yeah, a lot. Cheerios. A lot of uh, a lot of red. I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. There's a 2008 review from somebody, um, who said don't recommend. Two out of ten, and one of the first things he said is, I can't help but notice the show's art style. It's re- it's not very Japanese at all, and it's reminiscent of somewhat of Aeon Flux, which is weird. I haven't been able to tolerate it. Yeah, because it's Peter Chung, you dumb <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, God. yeah. Just read, read a book, read a book for once. Holy crap. <laughs> anyway, well, it's one of those things. Like, I kind of like certain aspects of. I like the. I like the ASMR style talking. <laughs> They're all kind of like whispering, <laughs> whenever they say anything. Um, 
I don't know. I did enjoy the character designs, actually. It was fucking wacky. But Danny, yeah, as far did, as... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Dan's been quiet during the production talks. I wanted to see if there was any other aspects other than, like, the story or the... Whatever that she liked. Um, I mean... It's fine. Oh, you my know. God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, all with all respect for Peter Chung, I know, excuse me, I know how, you know, unique his design is, uh, or at least his character designs are and stuff. I mean, I do remember, uh, watching one of his, uh, shorts from like the Animatrix. Yeah. So... You know, so like he is a de- definitely a pretty big deal. Um, I don't know. For me, like, uh, I, I was just like not having fun watching it. I'm sorry that I'm being a Debbie Downer with this, but. Like, no, 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 no. I think it's better that we disagree it, than agree, to be honest with you. So, like, keep going. Yeah. I mean, I will say that, like, the animation and how. Um, all the characters looked were are definitely a lot cleaner in this versus Eon Flux. Um, I feel like Eon Flux is a, looked a little janky and very like like what Nick said in the review. It it looked like Rugrats. Oh yeah, they both um, both shows look like Rugrats. Well, I feel like Rain the Conqueror is more anime like versus yeah. yeah. A- Danny's talking Eon about Flux. the animation. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, di- like di- diagonal, diag- diagonus. He looked like a Rugrats character. Uh, Diogenes, Nick. Di- diag- di- dial- dialysis. Dialysis. <laughs> dialysis. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's. I, uh, I I definitely managed to get through this versus I did with with Eon. Like I could not. I could not get through Eon at all. Like, it was just very cringe for me to watch. <laughs> uh, I, I really thought it was bad. <laughs> Super um, cringe, bro. It it was just not pleasant to it watch. It was too. At it was all. too abstract, and it was all episodic too. So yeah, I think this was easier to watch than Eon Flux. At least you. I would say that. At least you kind of like know what's going on yeah it's a simple story kind of you know yeah and like and and of course if you are familiar with alexander the great like you can kind of follow it really um it almost kind of reminds me how um like a um romeo plus juliet that that movie with leonardo dicaprio where it kind of like modernized oh i love that romeo and (laughs) romeo and juliet you know so yeah. this is kind of like that same thing where like instead of Alexander being in, you know, ancient Greece, it's more of a futuristic aspect of Greece. So um Yeah, it's like a yeah, because, cyberpunk Greece. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um I mean especially like when they go to war and like um Alexander's army kind of like connects together like a centipede in a way 
which was weird, but it was interesting all at the same time. So, and and you know they were they were doing like their blockade as they were walking and like fighting the enemy and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean it's it's easy to follow, like especially if you know history and everything like that. So mm. it it wasn't too complicated. Um, but eh, eh. I, I'm like, uh, what's his name? Um, who's the old comedian with like, can't remember his name. Anyway, don't mind me. Move on. <laughs> I'm think, I think I know who you mean, but I can't, I can't think of it either. Um, I can't think of his that name. Gift, that Nick always I kind of want to do like, this eh. thing. Okay. Sam. Yeah. Eh. Run through, uh, George Carlin. No, maybe no, not. All right, no, never mind. No, no, no. Sam, no. remind us again what in like thirty seconds what happened in each episode? Because I in the conquer. This is like a fever dream to me. Okay, so right here, Nick makes me re- summarize the whole thing in about the next five minutes. So if you don't want to hear this, you know, skip ahead five and a half minutes. All right, what are you gonna do? So the first episode, it just real quick, like two sentences per episode. Okay. First episode, he just introduces the characters. Second episode, uh, you figure out uh, uh, that Olympias and uh, they're gonna. She wants to assassinate King Philip, Alexander's father. And then uh, the third episode, some sh- shit starts kind of blowing up. And uh, oh, actually, at the end of the first episode, too, they take over Thebes. Thebes. He 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 fucking. Uh, tames a fucking cannibalistic horse, and that becomes that's right. Yeah, yeah. He had he had yeah. the crazy horse. Yeah, and that's part of him to gain speed. Then they go to then they uh, then King Philip gets assassinated after claiming to be a god, and then Olympias is like, "No, my son Alexander's the god. Fuck you. Fuck 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 your mother." Okay. So then, at, at people of uh, Macedonia and Greece don't think that Alexander's up to up to the pacho. So then they're like, "Let's we're gonna go to Persia." Okay. They they recruit um they talk to Diogenes because Alexander's like I'm apparently I'm supposed to destroy the world. Am I gonna do that? And Diogenes is like, Yeah, but if you create if you destroy the world, you can also create a new one. So like, what are you mad for? What the fuck's your problem? And Alex is like, ah, alright. And then so they uh recruit Dr. Philippus uh after doing Gordian's knot. Um and then, which is like this impossible knot, and then you become the king of Asia or whatever. And then they go to Persia. They get in a fight with Persia, but then um, the Pythagorean cult interrupts it. The Pythagorean cult, or the cult of Pythagoras, are trying to stop Alexander because he's going to destroy the world, and that's why they're trying to kill him. Then he meets Dinocrates. And so they, that cult, like, hypnotizes people? Yes. And they, they send him to attack him. Oh, With and one, one thing we got to mention is, like, whenever they go to battle, all the characters turn into monsters, pretty much. Yeah, it's cool. It looks kind of cool. Dope. It's almost like Howl's Moving Castle-style monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. But, 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 yeah, and then um, then eventually, once they – more of the Devil King prophecy starts unraveling, and you kind of figure out the truth of why things are going to go down the way they're going to go down. Then he beats Darius – takes over Persia. He marries the, the, the lady in from Persia, Roxanne. Roxanne! 
<laughs> yeah, that song, dude. And then he keeps going into India, and they basically say, if you go into India, the world is going to get destroyed. Please don't do this. Don't do it. And so even his, like, his right hand, you know, his, his commanders in his army, his friends, um, Hephaestion, Philotus, and Ptolemy, and Clytus, and Cassandra are like, what are we fucking doing, dude? And then um, Aristotle's teacher, Plato, forms up, comes up in, as the form of an idea and says, nah, here's what's going on. Earth, air, fire, water, the fire nation attacks, we're all going to die. And then it turns out that King Porus of India is a reflection of Alexander himself, and he defeats himself, and the world getting destroyed just meant, it just meant like, uh, in, in a way, the rising sun kind of gloriously resetting what it looks like. And um, it points Alexander in the direction back to Macedonia, so that's that's where he goes next. He goes back home, and then are they're gonna build a new kingdom and all that stuff? And then it turns out that uh, Ptolemy also had a prophecy of that he was gonna be the king, the next king. And this little the uh, this little kid is doing like these math um, <clears throat> things on the ground with chalk at the in the last episode and. Alexander's like, I'm seeing the world being created anew right in front of me. And then he leaves, and then the little kid leaves. And oh, it the turns kid out that was, kid is Yeah, he's a famous it, uh Turns out the kid is Euclid. Yeah. yeah, Euclid, Euclid. A lot of the famous math concepts that we use now in everyday life. Yeah, we learned about him in school. I forgot what it was, came, but we learned about it. Came him. from Euclid, yeah. So anyways, that's that's the story real quick. Before we jump into like what we liked about it or whatever, I just wanted to say a few more things about production real quick, which is uh, you know, soundtrack is whatever. I mean, it's kind of, there's, there's not really any. Yeah, OP it's honestly EP. not that good. Yeah, it's there's a couple songs in there where I'm kind of like, okay, this is Bob. I like this, but it's it's whatever. The I I mean, I like. I've already said how much I like its uniqueness and the way it presents itself. It's just one thing I wanted to point out really quick though was Yoshinari Kanada, which I mentioned earlier. Um, if you just YouTube Kanada style animation you'll get a nice a, a shit ton of videos of just awesome compilations of like uh not only cuts that he's done but just like other cuts by other famous animators that use the style and uh you'll recognize a bunch of things right away because it's almost become parts of what he's done has become standard in some awesome things and and what have you but uh f- famously speaking of spoilers in the story or whatever there's kind of like this part where it shows it shows the beginning of the destruction of the world where like this red liquid is kind of going through ins and outs of the earth and destroying things and breaking things apart as uh, Alexander is rushing and throwing his spear at Darius. And that's kind of a style animation. And he actually worked on many cuts in that part. So it was really fucking cool. I, I, I love that a lot. One thing I wanted to say to respond to Danny's thing making her comparisons to Aeon Flux, which one thing I want to say is we keep making comparisons to Aeon Flux because it was the other thing Peter Chung did. But the thing about that is Peter Chung boarded, wrote, and directed and was the original creator of that. And with a bunch of other, um, not a bunch of other, not, not that many people that worked on it, I guess, but like a bunch of other American animators. Um, there were also some Japanese people who worked on Aeon Flux, Osamu Suriyama being one of them, who we mentioned in that. 
Um, he also Itsuki Imazaki also worked on worked on some of it, and then um, it's also some Korean animators and Singaporean animators as well. But Osamu Sudayama uh, boarded episode ten and helped work and did the animation on some of episode ten as well. And you'll notice that that episode of Aeon Flux, and when I say episode ten, I mean out of the overall numbers, not just the third season. So that might come off as confusing it'd be like episode seven of the third season or whatever but um that particular episode of aeon flux looks looks like anime um whereas the rest of it kind of just looks like that the weird kind of uh classy kuspo style that rugrats may have had the early seasons of rugrats may have had um you can tell the difference between american style animation and anime right so this, for me, Rain the Conqueror, seeing Peter Chung's art style being animated by Asian animators, Korean and Japanese, this is more anime, like Danny said, than Aeon Flux was. And Aeon Flux wasn't really an anime, but if I had to cite one episode of Aeon Flux that, that looks like anime, it would be that episode. Um, and so it kind of is just like, that's why we keep making comparisons to it. Um... My favorite thing in Aeon Flux is still Bumbara. I don't know why. It's because when we did that review, Nick was like, piss off! And it just made me laugh. And <laughs> piss oh, off! Oh, God. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> My name is Bumbara. <laughs> That's how Anyways. every Australian is, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. Um, anyway, so yeah, the story of Rain the Conquered... That was basically my quick two, three-minute breakdown of it. So, Oh, that's good. But I needed that refresher because I, Dan- I binged it. Danny, Danny, that being said, I know you're a historical nerd, but I, again, I want to say, you know, um, uh, that that the actual history aside, um, right, um, there's still a lot of, there's still a lot of callbacks to, like, actual history, so everything that was significant was was in this. So that's why I'm kind oh, of... Oh, yeah. Like, I I mean, I know that. Like, it is a piece of fiction, and it's not going to be, like... Okay, so you're talking about just period, just, like, the way it looked? Yeah, like, I think I probably would have liked it a little bit more, kind of, close to more realism versus, like, uh, fucking Alexander wearing a Speedo throughout the whole entire thing. You know, I, I, I probably would have taken him a little bit more seriously if he was wearing pants. So. <laughs> he was wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hang Danny, dong. Danny's like at Sir war dominance. with fucking. It's like, dude. Like, I can't. I want to fight you right now, but I can't because you're not wearing any pants. Um, It's like, I'm sorry. Like. Could you put some pants on so we can, you know, fight? <laughs> so Nick, what about uh what about you? What about uh what about the story? Did you like the story too or did you think it was Yeah, I mean I know you said fine. that the characters just, weren't built It just enough. felt very rushed to me. It felt very rushed. They're going battle to battle. Um I didn't really get a sense of see when when I what I want to see in a battle is I want to see like a like a map or a uh like an overhead view of it, you know what I mean? I want to see like the tactics of the battle and then also get down into the nitty-gritty. Obviously, they can't do that with this, but not easily. <laughs> um 
And I, I want to have a sense of like location, like where everything is. Like they didn't, they didn't do a good enough job like showing his pathway on the map, like Indiana Jones style, where like they show where like the planes flying or whatever. <laughs> I I like seeing that stuff. I like maps. I like maps in in movies and stuff. So, um, but yeah, like I it it felt it, again. It felt like a fever dream. This whole show is a fever dream. Because it, there's, like, a lot of details that just aren't there. Like, the enemies all turn into monsters. Everything is just, like, way over the top. And then it, it like, hyper-focuses on the philosophers, like, whispering words and, and, like, you know, like, echoing their philosophies and stuff. And it's, just, it's kind of cool, but it's also just, it's not, it's not grounded enough, like Danny was saying. It needs to be a little more grounded to me. But it was interesting. Definitely not something you normally watch. So there, that's what I thought. I'm a, okay. So I'll tell you this: I'm a sucker for like that emo philosophical philosophizing philosophizer. Shit. Nice, some sort of philosophizer. Um, fucking dodgeball, dude. You know what I realized, by the way? A side side note: the character that Ben Stiller plays in Dodgeball is the same character he plays in Heavyweights, just not as, as not as insane. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because in heavyweights he's it's a it's a kids movie, not an adult movie. <laughs> dude, in heavyweights he's like, but his character is fucking insane, dude. He's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. on the scale, all right. Get on Attention, the scale. campers. <laughs> Lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking love that line. <laughs> um, we'll do a review on heavyweights because it's actually a a positive like body kind of movie, which I like. Um, anyway. Which is weird because it was in the nineties. Anyways, I know. Yeah, no, I was gonna I, say like in the nineties, you know. Right, surprising. right, right. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm I'm a sucker for that philosophizer shit. Okay. Um, now that being said, I'm not one of those like bitches who's like lives their life that way. Obviously, like I don't live my life going up to people and going like, yeah, well. I believe it was Socrates that said, "One shall poop, one shall pee." Whatever. I don't. I don't do that shit. Okay. Like, I'm just like a normal bitch. Okay. I wear all black. I like collecting knives while doing my makeup. I watch a lot of porn. I jack off a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do. I'm. Not, I'm just a normal person. Okay. Like, I don't do. I. I think I. I think I went through a phase where I tried to be cool like that. I tried to be all like, well, you know, uh, Aristotle prophesized that uh, Nick would have to go to the bathroom once in the morning and twice at night. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. That being said, I am still a sucker for like that kind of thing, that kind of like uh, enigmatic like thought. Like, I like being able to like watch or read or consume some kind of, you know, piece of art or entertainment media and and going back and reading like, oh, what was that? What was all that about? You know what I mean? It's one of the reasons why I love Evangelion so much, which, you know, Evangelion did it 10 times better, of course. But like, um, uh, that being said, I think more for me, it was like, in terms of the story, and I, and I know I kind of just spat through it real quick because Nick wanted me to, um, so I won't repeat everything. But no, like, I like that. I, I, in reviews, I like a brief synopsis. 
Yeah, yeah, we don't have to summarize the whole fucking thing. Yeah, no. But, like, um, I'm with you on that. So I'll, I, I forgot to say spoiler alert, so I'll make sure I interject with that when you listen to it. But um, in terms of the story, I, I was going to come in here and say that it, it, it could have been shorter. Um, that maybe it didn't need to have... There were some things in the middle that were kind of like... Um, yeah, yeah, they could have chopped either chopped a lot out or doubled or tripled it. And that's that. That's so weird because like I never thought about that until Nick said it, right? Um, I never thought about it. Like, oh, what if it was longer? Where I could, you could have had more of this, more, more of more of that. Maybe more battle scenes. Um, maybe more scenes where Olympias and Alexander are having visions of just crazy Peter Chung type looking shit, postmodern shit, whatever. Um, which is really interesting because now I get to think about that, right? But like, um, also, that was also another thing too. Is like, I wonder if maybe they did want to do more and they didn't because one of the things that, and I forgot to mention in the production section is one of the production issues that they had. And I don't know if it was really because they had an issue or they just didn't want to do it or what what the reason was. But when they did do a battle scene or a war scene, a lot of re Cuts were reused um, a ton, so much to the point where you, like, n- notice it pretty heavily. And so, like, you know, there's a cut where Ptolemy's slicing through and he's making this face like, fuck you, you know, and, like, um, that was reused often, you know. Like, um, with Alexander riding forward with, with the army behind him, that was reused a lot. Um, there was, you know, a scene where Clytus is, turning around with his horse and spearing somebody that was reused a lot. It's it, and, and what they would do is if like the battle took place at night, they would just put like, they would just recolor it or put a filter over it. You know what I mean? So like it was the same cut, um, just with the filter, a night filter over it. And so that was kind of an issue I had obviously. And I was like, well, if they were just going to do that, then why not just cut Why make this shorter and only put the important parts, you know what I mean? And spend more time, doing more fight stuff, you know. And obviously if something unique happened in that battle, it would be a different animation. Um but uh I did really like one scene that I did really like in terms of like the fight scenes was when he did kill Darius. Um so one thing about the design of Aeon Flux or not Aeon Flux, Reign the Conqueror is like what I think Nick mentioned it earlier. Um, how they have like futuristic mechanical stuff and something that was supposed to take place in 356 BC. Um, what's kind of cool is that like Darius rode on this like big like fucking moving fortress tank thing, and um, Alexander threw his spear at him so hard that like uh, he got pinned to the door of the tank thing right behind him, and it it made the it made the whole fortress thing do like a wheelie, like pop a wheelie, like backwards, you know, um, that was kind of badass. I kind of wish it flipped over. That would have been sick. Um, but, and I also, and like I, what I mentioned earlier, the Kanada style, the Kanada glaciary Kanada cut at the end when they were, um, at the end, which, which is like another cut they reused in a part before that too. But like, um, with like of the red liquid going through everything, you, you know, it's showing the destruction of the world. It shows the Sphinx um, in Egypt and uh, the pyramids getting broken apart and all this kind of stuff. 
and uh, the liquid coming out, piercing the sky, it almost like beams, like uh, fucking serpents just coming out. And I don't know, man. It was really cool. It was super dope. But like, in terms of the actual like destroying the world part, um, didn't make a lot of sense. And I, I know Nick kind of mentioned earlier, like that it was the last three episodes were kind of jumbled. Um, and they might have been a little bit. Uh, and I kind of wish maybe, if, maybe if it was even just two episodes longer, and the fight with you know. King Porus or like Alexander's reflection of himself could have been like a really cool fight that they could have like taken the time to animate and drug out a little longer and they didn't, you know? Um, so I can, I can agree with that. I can agree with that for sure. Um, but yeah. Um, other than that, I think we can move on to final thoughts. I think, cause I pretty much gave <laughs> my I, I pretty much I when I popped off again. Sorry, filibuster. Did you guys have no, any other did. thoughts? I know Danny doesn't have too much to say, or Nick doesn't <sighs> have too much to say after they've said everything pretty much. But any, do you want to move on to final thoughts and score, and then, um, you know, then we can rate how Honeybear did today. I don't know, I don't know what time is it. Oh, okay. so, I mean, this is yeah. definitely more of a Psalm episode for sure. I was hoping you'd carry it. <laughs> So yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I pretty much gave yeah. most of my final thoughts earlier. It's a very stylized, loosely historically based show, um, by Peter Chung. And actually, I was reading up on it just now. He was influenced a little bit by Ralph Bakshi and uh, Frank Frazetta. Frazetta, that's what he said in an interview. <clears throat> um, oh yeah, I posted this interview from this magazine, Anime Insider magazine. Yeah, yeah, he's done a, a number of them. I'm reading one from. Uh, Animation World, um, Animation World. But yeah, I, I I'm I'm learning a lot because Ralph Bakshi did the Lord of the Rings movie and Fire and Ice and a bunch of other stuff. Um, mm. And then uh, Frank Frenzetta, he just did a whole bunch of like crazy comics and like art album covers and uh, stuff like that. So he's he's one of the godfathers of fantasy art. But yeah, that, that that's kind of cool. Um, and you can kind of see a little bit of that in this, where it's, it looks, it's like a, the style of, of Rey and the Conqueror is kind of like a, I'm not going to be very good at describing it. It's like, it's like badass, but also super weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they don't play it safe, which I kind of like. Yeah. But oh, I like it. the main flaw, again, was that the characters just felt under underexplored, I guess, and uh, under underhumanized, most of them. They were kind of like yeah. caricatures, a lot of them. Yeah. Not enough time on them. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's the main thing I also didn't say what happened to Olympias at the end of it, too. Yeah, there's just so much going on. They tried to do. Yeah. I think they tried to do too much in this time span. So they either they either need to cut some stuff out or, or lengthen it. But yeah, I've already said that. So they, yeah. Oh, go they ahead. Apparently worked on. I was gonna say they worked on it for six or seven years. Apparently is what Peter Chung said. He said. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that sounds. In this interview, yeah, he was like, 
How did it feel when you learned Rain was going to be included on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim lineup? Well, that makes sense because it does feel like an early 90s show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he said, I'm very pleased when I worked on Rain six or... Oh, never mind. Six or seven years ago. Ago. Sorry. My bad. That doesn't make... Okay, sorry. I read that wrong. He oh, said when okay. I worked on it six or seven years ago from this interview. It wouldn't have been possible on American TV. But this interview is from 2003. So six or seven well, years so ago Well, so a couple, there, two, three been. year lead up or whatever and he probably it been, made it made the concept earlier in the 90s yeah so, yeah so he worked on it in 95 96 and it came out 99 so yeah um anyways on in japan um and then he said i think the this is a sign of how far the u.s market has come in accepting japanese animation as mainstream programming oh isn't that true holy crap we love anime now here over here um and then this interview is really cool i can post a link to it in the description if you guys want to read it the interviewer kind of asked some dumb questions in it a little bit, but it's it's, it's really cool because they just talk about some of the historical figures. And between Rain and Anne Flux, you have very distinctive style. Whose art made an impression on you when growing up? He said, my dad was in a diplomatic service. So I was introduced to a, lo- a wide range of things. Um, Osama Tezuka, Jack Kirby, Andre Franken, and Warner Brothers Animation, and Tiger Mask and Cyborg 009 were like big for him so like um and then obviously what nick said um which i think is more pertinent to like his style honestly um but yeah i i I can agree with with your final thoughts there for sure what about you danny i don't really have any final thoughts Uh, okay i will insert the uh, (laughs) sound clip they just gave up (laughs) that show sucked I don't know. I mean, hey, if you okay. don't, if you don't have any, that's fine. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm, yeah, I, I got nothing. All right, let's get let's get to the ratings here, Sam. <laughs> We're petering out. I get <laughs> Danny's, Danny's like. We're Peter chunging out. <laughs> We're Peter chunging out. <laughs> I, for me. And I think I have it rated already on my my anal list. Um, I think I gave it a seven. I think. All right, I'm looking right now. Seven what? Yeah, seven you guys, what? Seven what? Seven. We're gonna go back to the object rating again. <laughs> seven. Uh, seven philosophizers out of ten. All right. What do you got, Danny? Are you what, are you giving it a what what object are you gonna rate it with? What was the what was like the thing they were looking for? They had the the big knot. There's a Gordian's knot. Gordian knot. Yeah, the the platohedron. <laughs> Multiple yeah. platohedrons. Mother of God. Um. Oh yeah, I did give it a seven. Oh, you could do yeah, snakes. I still, I still say seven. Snakes is another one. Yeah. I'm, Snake orgies. I'm gonna give it. Four out of uh, snake orgies out of ten. <laughs> and I'm waffling on that. I'm in, I'm in between a four and a five. I'm going to give it four and a half uh, jock straps out of ten. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they wore thong jock straps. Yeah, so. that's all they had. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I personally like that. I mean... In Aeon Flux, it kind of made more sense, I guess. But I still liked it in here. I, I, I mean, the I art think. the art itself, not counting the animation, but, like, just the style, I actually think was really good. 
that's probably the best part of it um for my sure for my taste so the art i'd give like an eight or a nine but the other stuff i gotta i gotta dock it you gotta dock it i will say this seeing peter chung's style animated in a japanese animation style for me just is super cool so um you know when that one episode of an flux happened uh the one that osayama did i was just like man why can't they all look like this one you know what i mean like I mean, we're biased because we're weebs, right? But yeah, um, no, I, 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 I love this a lot. I love reading the Conqueror. I think it's a unique piece of art and um, very cool. I'm glad that we got to talk about it. Um, that being said, uh, you know, uh, now we can move past it and get on to reviewing some other things that hopefully you enjoy. I, I strive to one day find the one thing that you guys both of you just are like, God, Sam, this was bad. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what you mean? Like, really? But, like, you want us to? F- you want to find something that like, you like that's actually like really fucking bad? <laughs> yeah, because you know we. Agree I mean, on that a lot this was kind of close. This one was pretty close, actually. You're right. It's close yeah, enough. Like, yeah. You you might be right on the end. Why know. are you trying to make us watch bad shit? What the fuck? <laughs> because fuck you. Fuck I'm you. picking. I'm picking the next like three. By the way, you guys. You guys have been out of control. Out of control. Me? What did I All do? All of you. We had to watch <laughs> Nana. Terrible. I'm just kidding. I think, that was a show swap. <laughs> I think I gave that one a good score. What the fuck? <laughs> Get out of here, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you liked it. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Well, I didn't. Bitch. I didn't like like it. <laughs> just I didn't like like it. At least you liked it and you didn't shit on it because <laughs> I think I would have been I would have hyperventilated if you just shat on one of my <laughs> favorite shows. <laughs> well, what's worse, review? me hating it or me saying it's mid? No, dude, I'm that... much rather you say it's mid than oh, you hate it. Oh, interesting. I'd rather some I'd rather somebody hate it than say it's mid. <laughs> That's why I don't I don't want to do a review with you on Fruits Basket. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> No. I'm gonna turn a new basket. <laughs> on that review, on that show swap review we did, I remember Danny when we started talking about Nana. Danny was like, "Okay, Nick, like, <laughs> just calm down, okay? Because you hurt please my feelings." Like <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's great that we, uh, you know, that we, I found one that we that I kind of loved, and you guys didn't. Uh, I think it's it's good that we don't always agree on everything, um, but also it's kind of nice because then I didn't have to do it by myself. Um, you know what I mean? I, I, I would prefer to review and watch things with the two of you. Um, you know what I mean? Speaking uh, of, we like, still got to do the Gundam review. The Gundam. And oh, I yeah, got to watch for my little, my mini spring review. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Honestly, for so, me, I might not have time this week, but I might, but I might not. No, I probably won't. Just let me know. Cause I, I'm just, gonna it's going to be Demon like two Slayer weeks for me. I just got to watch. I just got to finish Demon Slayer and then. Then we can do so it. So we'll, we'll you know get to I mean? those shows in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, my spring, my little spring mini review is still coming out. It just might be a little Maybe bit. three weeks. Cause, because we got summer coming up too. We got to do first impressions on that. But that being said, thank you guys for listening every week. I, I If you haven't seen Rain the Conqueror, you know, definitely give it a shot. Maybe even just the first three apps, you know, and just to, just to get a taste of like why I like it so much. Um but uh, it's not streaming anywhere, so you gotta sail the high seas. No, it's on YouTube. Yeah. It's on yeah. We, well, I watched as as that. of the recording, it's on YouTube. 
It could change later. So we won't. We won't. I don't want to say. I want to give the person credit, but I don't want to say the channel name because I don't want them to. I don't want YouTube to go after them. Oh yeah, our giant podcast is going to get them (laughs) taken down. Well, you never know. You know, there's some. There's fucking. We might. One out of the thousand listeners we have might be a a, a snitch. (laughs) I mean, I just I just typed in Rain the Conqueror on YouTube, and and it's the first thing. So there you go. (laughs) That's true. There's also someone who uploaded all 13 episodes in one long video. Oh, so hell like, yeah. Know, Where, where's that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but it was one of the ones I found, and I was like, hell no. But then I found that one. But anyways. I like yeah, actually, Remember when they had the clips of like five minutes, and you had to go to the next part of the episode? Oh, God. Yeah, dude. Um, dude, yeah. That's that's something we forgot to mention in the production section was, um, I don't know who has the rights to it now. It's not on Blu-ray or anything. It's just on DVD, and those DVDs are kind of hard to find. So Yeah, it might be so. in Limbo, which is why it's on YouTube. Yeah, so that being said, uh, if you get a chance to watch it, or at least watch the first couple episodes, even the first episode's pretty cool. But um, thanks for listening every week. I love you guys, and thanks for being patient with me and uh, things like that with the YouTube and the uh, other stuff that I'm behind on. I'm catching up on everything now, and uh, kind of feel like I'm... Oh, another thing too. Thank you for everyone who wished me a birthday on 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 Discord and or Twitter or wherever else. I don't know where else people did, but yeah, my birthday was this last weekend, and um, I didn't really do anything because I I told people to leave me alone, and that's what they did. So, oh um, yeah, that's my kind of birthday. <laughs> yeah, I tell, people are like the past couple of years. People have been like, "What do you want? What do you want to do?" I'm like, "I want you to leave me the fuck alone. That's what I want." And they're like, "Oh, okay." Um, so that's what I did. Um. And then me and Trisha just hung out. Ate. We got dinner. I tried to grill. I grilled on my birthday. I grilled some chicken, and it was delicious. Um, anyways, that being said, again, thank you for listening every week. I've been Sam, Achilles, Danicles, and Nicophestus, and this has been the Anime Summit Podcast. <laughs>